97.1 FM, The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, let's take a look at one of the most powerful collaborations in all of classic rock, Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. What it must have been like to be in the recording studio when this song came about. David Bowie and Freddie Mercury working together conjures to me the image of two peacocks wrestling for the same spot in front of the mirror. Because as much as they were and are both beloved, that's a lot of star power preening and prancing around in one room. The song and the recording session happened very much by accident. Bowie and Queen were both in Switzerland at the same time, Queen recording their Hot Space album in their own mountain studios, tucked away inside the Montreux Casino. Bowie was living there as a full-time dad to his son, Zoe, or Duncan, as he goes by now. Bowie had recently divorced his wife, Angie, in 1980, and took full custody of Zoe, and was sending him to school in Switzerland, blending into the community, and, incidentally, spending some of his spare time hanging out with legends like Charlie Chaplin and his wife, Una, who Bowie was friendly with and who had also set up residence in Switzerland. Now, this was all in lieu of touring to support his most recent album at that time, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps, which he didn't tour behind at all, paranoid of crowds after John Lennon's death at the hands of a crazed fan. So he retreated into the mountains of Switzerland, looking after his son. But then, in summer of 1981, along came Queen. Freddie Mercury said in his biography that under pressure came about by pure chance, my dears. David came in to see us one day in the recording studios we owned at the time in Montreux, where we were working. We began to dabble on something together, and it happened very spontaneously and very quickly indeed. Bowie was told that Queen were recording Down the Mountain from where he was living. He had actually recorded the Lodger album in those same studios back in 1979. And he was asked to join them to record another song of theirs, Cool Cat. And they tried that, but Bowie didn't quite love his own performance on it after they recorded it, and the version featuring his vocals didn't end up on the Hot Space album at his request. That wasn't the magic collaboration that was going to happen that day. Under pressure was. But it wasn't easy, especially for some of the members of Queen. In fact, Queen guitarist Brian May told Mojo Magazine later that Freddie and David locked horns without a doubt. But that's when the sparks fly, and that's why it turned out so great. After trying to record Cool Cat, the band started kicking around a song that they had been toying with, a tune called Feel Like which was a love song about breaking up that had been written by drummer Roger Taylor and recorded as a rough demo. If you hear one of those rough bootleg mixes of Feel Like and they're floating around on the internet, you'll quickly notice that while much of what we recognize from Under Pressure is elementally in the song, it's missing a key ingredient. The iconic, irresistible bass line that gives Under Pressure its tension and sets the song up for the epic crescendos sung by Bowie and Mercury. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And that baseline was almost forgotten. At some point during the recording session, they all got a little loose in the studio. Just started jamming together, Bowie and Queen playing songs like All the Young Dudes, which Bowie, of course, had written and given to Mata Hoople, and other songs that they liked. Just a bunch of musicians having fun. Queen bassist John Deacon had been playing around with the baseline that ended up being such a huge part of Under Pressure but sort of forgot how it went after they all went to an hours-long dinner where plenty of wine was reportedly flowing. Back at the studio later, it's said that Brian May and then Bowie reminded him of how it went, what he had been noodling on earlier. And at that point, Bowie, excited by what he heard, started taking control of the session that became under pressure. He convinced the band not to overthink the music and just go with their instinct as the song came to evolve over the next few hours. Hours fueled by even more wine and cocaine, according to producer Reinhold Mack. Bowie insisted that they revert to a lyrical cut-and-paste technique he had used to create songs from nearly the beginning of his career. Piece by piece, he and Mercury wrote and sang their own lines until the song was formed. A situation that irked Mercury, who wasn't used to letting go of the reins, so to speak. In fact, the song came about so suddenly that as they were working on it, they were calling it People on the Street throughout the session, one of the lines in the song. Under Pressure starts with that unforgettable bass line, and the finger snaps, and the Numba Day stuff, sung by Freddie Mercury, doing what amounts to almost a jazz scat one product of working with Bowie's cut-and-paste approach to lyrics. And then Mercury bursts in with the lines that he wrote. Pressure, pushing down on me, pressing down on you, no man ask for. Under pressure that burns a building down, splits a family in two, puts people on the streets. Then more of the umbaba day stuff, and then Mercury sings, That's okay. And then Bowie comes charging in, with the weight of the words he's singing apparent in his delivery. It's the terror of knowing what the world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, let me out. Pray tomorrow gets me higher. Pressure on people. People on streets. And when Mercury comes back in at this point in the song with his da-da-da-ba-ba okay, It sounds like a friend comforting another friend, relating, even though there aren't any decipherable words being spoken. And then he sings, Chipping around, kick my brains around the floor. These are the days it never rains, but it pours. When this song was recorded, the world was in turmoil. The Iranian hostage crisis had just happened a few months earlier, An intense earthquake had hit Greece. An assassination attempt was made on President Ronald Reagan. Pope John Paul II was shot in another assassination attempt. Irish Republican prisoners in Northern Ireland were dying while on a hunger strike. 
And the Centers for Disease Control reported the first recognized cases of AIDS in the United States. So when Mercury sings next in the song, Ido Babe, and sort of keeps on tripping around with these nonsensical syllables, given the context of what was happening globally, it can be construed that he's simply and powerfully saying that the things happening in the world are unspeakable. The only line in this part of the song that actually forms words is the one that was the working title of Under Pressure While It Was Recorded, People on the Streets. And then Bowie comes back in. It's the terror of knowing what the world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, let me out. Pray tomorrow gets me higher. Pressure on people. People on streets. Turned away from it all like a blind man. Sat on a fence, but it don't work. Keep coming up with love, but it's so slashed and torn. Why? Insanity laughs under pressure. We're breaking. So from Bowie's perspective, as he was taking a break from music and watching after his son, after his divorce, as the world seemed to spiral out of control, it all just seemed a bit too much to bear, enough to drive a person mad, he's saying. Which, incidentally, was his greatest fear, with a long history of mental illness in his family and his own beloved half-brother Terry in and out of mental hospitals as he suffered from schizophrenia. Terry would commit suicide a few years after this song was recorded. And then Mercury sings. Can't we give ourselves one more chance? Why can't we give love that one more chance? Why can't we give love? Considering that the first cases of AIDS had recently been reported, these lines could be Mercury's response to the rumors about the new health crisis that was about to take over the world decimating entire populations of the gay community, the disease that would eventually take Mercury too. Then Bowie comes back in in the song, "'Cause love's such an old-fashioned word, and love dares you to care for the people on the edge of the night, and love dares you to change our way of caring about ourselves.'" He's saying, "'Love dares you to change our way of caring about ourselves.'" What a line. No matter what is going on in the world, with your community, with your family, or loved ones, you have to start with loving yourself before you can give that love and care to others. And the song ends. This is our last dance. This is ourselves under pressure. And the finger snaps take us out. The perfect, most human ending to a most human song. Brian May says that overall, Under Pressure was an intense joining together of talents and a battle of wills, with Freddie directing his band and Bowie taking control over the lyrical direction for the most part. It was very hard, he says, because you already had four precocious boys and David, who was precocious enough for all of us. In fact, After the recording, Bowie oversaw the mixing of the song in New York, along with drummer Roger Taylor, who idolized him, Freddie Mercury, and producer Reinhold Mack. By all accounts, Mercury wanted the song to go one way, but Bowie had his vision, and Taylor mediated between the two superstars. They fought over it so much that Bowie threatened to block the release of the song. But it was released in 1981, 
the sole musical output from Bowie that year. The song itself became a huge hit upon release worldwide. It went to number one on the UK singles chart, top 10 in a dozen other countries, and it went to number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the US. And it did end up on Queen's Hot Space album, which was released in 1982, the last song on side two, credited to all four members of Queen and David Bowie. It did not appear on Bowie's next album, the hugely successful Let's Dance, which was released in 1983 and made Bowie a stratospheric superstar, bigger than he already was. He never included it on any of his studio albums, in fact, although it does appear on later Bowie compilations or as a bonus track. Queen incorporated Under Pressure into their live shows immediately, but Bowie opted never to perform it live until after Freddie Mercury's death, when he sang it with Annie Lennox of the Eurythmics at the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert in 1992, backed by the remaining members of Queen. And of course, the song had a surprising second life, although not in the way any of the original artists could have perceived or wanted. The rapper Vanilla Ice sampled the bass line without Queen or David Bowie's knowledge or permission in his 1989 song, Ice Ice Baby. Queen and Bowie threatened copyright infringement, and the issue was settled out of court for a hefty payout by Vanilla Ice. Bowie and Queen were also rightly given credit for the sample. I wonder if Freddie Mercury realized that he would one day be creating this epic duet with David Bowie when, in a former lifetime in the late 60s, he was a shop boy at a boutique in London, helping Bowie get fitted with a pair of boots. Back then, Mercury worked for hip bootmaker Alan Mayer, who ran a shop, and Bowie, fresh off space oddity success, was trying a pair on. But while he had the newfound fame, he didn't have any money yet. So Freddie Mercury, or Freddie Bulsara, as he was known then, gave him a pair for free. So the story goes. The reason Under Pressure stands out so much is because it landed on a feeling that may not ever go away. As long as humankind has existed, there have been troubles and problems, both external in the world and internal in our own minds. And there will always be new problems that evolve and run the gambit, be it a global pandemic or a troubling issue with a friend. We live in a pressure cooker, perhaps even more now than when this song was written in 1981. But as the song says, loving ourselves is the first step to taking care of the world around us. And that will never change either, down to our last dance. It's up to us all to keep the pressure at bay for ourselves and each other. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jandalane Radio and on Twitter at Jandalane. Special thanks, as always, to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes from Styx, the band, and more classic rock and roll. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of Behind the Song and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring Behind the Song, send an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.